Welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share practical, tactical advice and some inspiration on how they arrived at career satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we're breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch the Sunday blues. Welcome to the No More Mondays movement. Hey, everybody, and welcome to No More Mondays. I am your host, Angie Callen. For all you Gen Xers out there, remember that Bare Naked Ladies song that went something like, who needs sleep? Well, you're never going to get it. Who needs sleep? Tell me what's that for, right? You know, it's good when you get me to sing on this podcast. And today we're going to get answers to this age old question of who needs sleep and what's it for? And we're going to learn exactly why sleep is so critical to our health and performance as we chat with Anders Olmanson. Anders is making waves in the medical device space as he creates innovative products that help us improve our breathing and therefore our sleep and ultimately our overall health, which is so important to our well-being. And if you missed out on Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals, we've got a solution for you because we're going to be talking about a product that would make the perfect stocking stuffer for just about anybody in your life. And here to give us permission to replenish our REM, help me welcome to the show Anders Olmanson. Anders, welcome to No More Mondays. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. This is going to be fun because I mentioned to you before we started recording, we don't get a lot of product-based entrepreneurs here. And I think it's going to be a fun conversation. And what you do really applies to all of us, and or I should say should apply to all of us, uh, because sleep, the only thing we do more of it, more than sleep is work. And so we could probably all do it a little bit better. Um, so before we get into the actual kind of product development, I would love for everybody out there to hear a little bit of your story and your background. So kind of bring us up to speed on how you got here. <laughs> Yeah, well, so my name is Anders Olmans. I'm the CEO of Remastered Sleep. So kind of my background, I was trained as a biomedical engineer. I used to work at Medtronic. Then I did a master's of medical device innovation. After that program, decided to quit my job at Medtronic and then go travel the world for nine months studying health problems in Asia and Africa. At the end of that, I volunteered at a hospital as a biomedical engineer in Tanzania. Then I came and did this startup. So, um, yeah, so I'm happy, uh, happy to answer any of those parts and as well as the startup. And it's definitely been a learning journey, you know, the last however many years. It's every year, two years is completely different and always like learning new things and experiencing new things. So it's been quite the quite the journey, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because we're going to talk about that very thing. Uh, I always tell people there's no better exploration into self-discovery than entrepreneurship and starting a business. And that's actually one of the things I, we're going to get to. So I love that you gave everybody a preview there. So you you actually brought up something that I want to jump in and kind of ask a little bit about, because I think it applies to people out there when they're thinking about kind of go, like, do I need to go back to school or should I go back to school in that whole education piece? So for you, what really triggered or confirmed that decision to kind of continue your studies and get that master's after you had started working in the industry? Yes, that's, that's an interesting question. So for me, I didn't want to do a master's. It was kind of more you know, I was I was I heard about this program at the University of Minnesota Technology Technology Leadership Institute called Medical Device Innovation. 
And, you know, I tried to talk myself out of it because I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I don't need to go back to school. I'm, I'm done, you know, and I just couldn't talk myself. It just sounded so interesting to me. And I, I brought it up to my coworkers, you know, my my manager at the time. You know, I was like, OK, what do you think of this program? You know, trying to, like, find ways to shoot it down. And they were like, oh, yeah, it sounds really good. It, like, fits in with kind of some of this, like, black belt stuff that we're doing. And I think it's a great program. Talked with, like, people that were in the program that I knew at, from classmates. And I, I just couldn't talk myself down. So I ended up ended up doing it. I loved it. Great program. And, and from there, I think that kind of started maybe started my journey on kind of where I'm where I went after that, too. So I think I would have maybe probably kept working at Medtronic for a while. Not, not saying that that's like what made me leave Medtronic, but I think it definitely opened opened my eyes to what what what's out there as well as how many health problems there are. So, yeah, definitely was a great like starting point and good structure to what I'm doing now. Yeah, it really it. I love that you were like, uh, I was trying to talk myself out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, if it's just keeps sitting in there in the back of your brain, you're like, OK, this is trying to tell me something. And I think when you're trying to decide if to further your education, this is a great example of of a time when the investment of both the time and money is worth it because it really aligned with a, a place you wanted to go and almost created, like you said, that structure and foundation that you ended up kind of needing with which to build remastered sleep upon. Exactly. Mm-hmm. First of all fantastic brand name like <laughs> a plus plus and i know you also have a product called remplenish which i want to talk a little bit more about but i i want to understand like where the inspiration come from so you mentioned kind of traveling around different countries seeing health issues how did that impact your kind of product development and r&d process if even in your head yeah that's that's good good question so for me going to these different places, you see innovative ways, you know, some, some countries, maybe they don't have as much resources. So what can you do with minimal resources to get good results? You know, I kind of fell in love with frugal innovation, I guess, you know, instead of having some fancy medical device, you know, something that's very simple that can help achieve similar outcomes. I also really liked at Medtronic, I was working on more, you know, end of the line stuff like implantable, devices, you know, things that hopefully you don't need. It's really valuable if you need it, but hopefully you don't have to get to that point. So for me, you know, I was like, okay, what can we do to help people live a healthier life so they don't need some of these other other products? So I think it was kind of a mixture of, you know, those things and inspiring, you know, being inspired by kind of the different innovations around the world that I was seeing that how can I make something that's, you know, easy to use, you know, affordable that can really help improve someone's life. So yeah, I guess definitely inspirations. It's hard to pinpoint them, but I know there's definitely inspirations that came from all that. Well, it's, it's so interesting because it's almost going, I don't want to say going backwards, but really just kind of going back to basics and fundamentals of resourcefulness and seeing in less developed countries, what they stitch together as a solution and taking inspiration for that and saying, OK, maybe maybe there's a simple solution to complex problems, you know, and those complex solutions are definitely needed. But like as a proactive product, which I want you to tell us what Remplenish is, because in my opinion, it is it is a it is like a proactive, very simple solution to something we probably all deal with. And that's where the inspiration for it came from. Yep. Yeah. So Remplenish is a snoring exercise water bottle. 
So basically what we've done is taken the concepts of myofunctional therapy and combined it and well, integrated it into drinking water. So it's kind of getting your, you know, physical therapy or doing that instead of having to think about it and exercise, you know, you just drink water. Which we all do every day or all should do every day. And, and the reason why this is valuable is, you know, just in general, like we don't use our mouth muscles as much as our ancestors. So our our mouths tend to not have developed as much. We also have weaker mouth and throat muscles. Sometimes we can have bad posture or bad habits, whether it's from, you know, bottle feeding versus breastfeeding or whether it's from having allergies and breathing out your mouth and not having good tongue posture. And then you also have, you know, we tend to live a little more sedentary lives. You know, we're not like exercising as much, you know, we're kind of have more weight and more tissue. So it's kind of what we're trying to do is just tying up these soft tissues and the, you know, the soft palate or trying to prevent the tongue from falling back, you know, just really trying to open up and tighten up the airway. So it's less likely to vibrate and collapse. So it's basically you're working out your, your mouth and throat just by drinking water one to two bottles a day. So everybody out there just stood up a little straighter. As soon as you said the word posture and then started messing around with their tongue and their mouth and going, Oh my gosh, do is my, is my tongue where it should be? Is my tongue posture? poor like so just in the very at the very core it's like bringing awareness to something Mm -hmm. we would never even think about like who would think my you know mouth strength is not what it was developmentally meant to do based on how we live today and all ties into like you know crooked teeth and you know needing braces there's so you know it's there's so much stuff just with our our modern lifestyle and diet you know so it's a modern solution for modern problems So at the very core, this is a water bottle. We all drink water, which means the only habit you have to change is swapping what you're drinking water from. Mm -hmm. And that will basically provide like physical therapy activity in your mouth that will help you breathe better and breathing better helps you sleep better. Yep, exactly. Said it perfectly, you know. So really, it's getting, getting good tongue posture. So it's less likely to fall back exercising your genioglossus so it's you know also less likely to fall back than just tying up the different structures so yeah definitely it's 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 a workout though it is a workout well you feel do you actually feel it like the first few times you you drink from the bottle you can actually tell you're like oh man my tongue's tired yeah so it feels like you know you're working out muscles you haven't worked out in a long time like that's kind of the feeling you get but over time you know after like a couple weeks it feels like drinking water any other way so it's it's just that kind of initial hump and then you kind of feel how you, how it changes over time and how your muscles strengthen. Yeah, it's just like going to the gym. It is yep. it is your mouth's gym. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and I'm going to make you all stay on a little longer to find out how you buy this thing, because I, I will be acquiring one because I'm just too curious not to know what it feels like. But to kind of go back to the path to getting here. Uh, I I mentioned to you before we started that I was really excited to talk about somebody with a a, like a product because I talk to a lot of people that are like, I'd love to start a business. I have this product idea and they just don't know where to begin. They're intimidated by kind of high overhead or the R&D process or needing to funding. Talk to me about how you navigated all of that. Yeah. So luckily, you know, we already talked about kind of the foundation with my master's program. So I guess I kind of had a little bit of foundation to start. And having a background in engineering, that probably also helped, at least from like the physical product part. But we, we bootstrapped the whole thing. You know, it was like we pretty much, you know, we, we didn't spend a lot of money to get the thing, you know, everything off the ground. 
Um, really the most, the biggest expenses were the manufacturing equipment, you know, and that was for like, once we had the product ready, you know, more finalized than that we moved to that step, but you can do a lot of iteration, you know, for us, we use 3d printing. So, you know, you can buy a 3d printer for a good, you know, a decent 3d printer for like a hundred bucks or 200 bucks, you know, then you can just play around with designs for, for us, we used it for one, like looks like models, but then we could cast silicone in the models. So we could get, you know, soft material models and experimented with that. Even before we got a 3D printer, we used to go to the, the library. Luckily, where we are, you know, we have a good system where the library had 3D printers, but they had a four hour max. So we kind of like we're going to the library too much. And <laughs> you were in there for four, three hours and 59 minutes every single day. We can do one more. guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so really, you know, but you can do a lot of things. You know, I think the technologies have have really gotten things like more affordable and, you know, for us, like a physical product, yeah, you could model a lot of it just with, you know, a 3d printer and casting with resin. And, you know, you can get a long ways with that as long as you know how to create stuff and in different like CAD programs. And so, yeah, we were able to get really far pretty, you know, really quickly. We iterated like hundreds of times. It was just experimenting and trying different things, you know, getting feedback from speech therapists and myofunctional therapists, like iterating, so we really did a lot of that really cheaply. And and at that time, no one was taking a salary. You know, it was kind of like, you know, we're all kind of just working on it. And and then from there, once we had a design that was ready to go, then we went to the injection molding where a mold maybe costs like five or six thousand dollars. And then you have to buy the parts for it. But, you know, we, we then we also use the infrastructure of water bottles that existed out there. So we kind of like you know, how can we make our thing work with what, I'll, you know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel sometimes, you know, so. Exactly. Or you only reinvent the wheels that you need to reinvent. But I would say the, the big thing is just to start, you know, I think people may it's you get caught up on like, OK, what am I going to do? How am I going to get this going? Like the biggest thing, it's just taking one step, you know, it doesn't have to be the final product. And really, you want to start with something very basic like our very first concepts they're drawings you know and some of them like back when we were doing our original like brainstorming and stuff like we would just draw it out you know sketch it out and then just get it in front of people and get their feedback like what do they think you know what do they like about different designs what are they not like so you know you can start really basic and then develop it you know you don't want to spend all this time developing this perfect thing and then finds out that you know people don't like it or, or stuff like that. So it's really involve your customers early on and iterate and try different things and don't be afraid to try different things, you know, just kind of, yeah, I guess just start and that's better than, than nothing, you know? I could not have pulled more perfect lessons out of everything you just said, because the just start, we very much get caught up in that. I need it to be perfect. And that is the whole idea behind like the new agile form of kind of product development and release versus something that was more traditional. And it was like, oh, let's get it, you know, let's get it to 90 percent before we ever put it out there. But if you have to put thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into anything you could put out there and then it flops, you just lost your shirt. Yep. Versus this real scrap like this is one. This is a really scrappy way to do it, which I love. I am a big fan of like sweat equity versus cash equity. Right. So like how can we do this? Get a minimum viable product, prove the concept 
iterate it on a couple of times. And then once we've got something that's worth putting the investment in and getting that more traditional, larger scale manufacturing process in place, you've already got an audience. You've already, you know, the whole the whole thing is is there. And so I, I love the way that you approached it. And what I want everybody out there to learn and, and realize is this is possible without going and finding hundreds of thousands of dollars in capital. And it also means as a bootstrapper, you have retained all of your equity. I, I think if we would have had hundreds of thousands of dollars at the beginning, we probably would have spent it and still been in a similar place. You know, it's kind of like <laughs> been right back where you started. <laughs> yeah, it's times where you need, you know, you need investment to like grow. Like we we're still bootstrapped, but like at some point, you know, if you want to like accelerate growth or if you need it to get started, like sometimes you do need it. But if you can do it without it, you learn what matters, you know, what, you know, might take a little bit longer, but you really get more efficient with, you know, what you use and, and how you use, ca- you know, what cash, the limited cash you have. So what kind of timeline was that from, let's say, the drawing concept to getting the product to the point of the larger production process of actually having the molds cast and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I can go through like the the whole process. I'll, I'll give you the whole kind of timeline. So original problem identification was in 2017. So I was kind of like just part time doing research, trying to think of different things that are out there, kind of came across the exercises by coming across a didgeridoo study. I, you just won a prize for being the first No More Mondays guest to say the word didgeridoo. So yeah, some so uh, a guy in Switzerland started using a didgeridoo and he noticed his obstructive sleep apnea pretty much went away by playing a didgeridoo. So he got some doctors. I'm kind of paraphrasing the, the story, but he got you know a doctor. They did a study with a bunch of people that just played the didgeridoo for four months or three months or, and they showed obstructive sleep apnea reducing from moderate to mild on average and snoring reduction as well. So we came across this study and we're like, okay, this is wild, you know, what's going on. And so then we dug into it more and came across the studies coming out of the University of Sao Paulo in Brazil, where they're doing targeted myofunctional therapy. And we're like, oh, this is awesome. You know, why don't more people know about this? And so we start interviewing people that snored and had obstructive sleep apnea. We're like, yeah, there's these exercises you can do that can help your condition. And some people are like, yeah, you know, I'm super excited. Like, sign me up. And then other people are like, yeah, you know, that sounds like a lot of work. Like, I don't work out my normal body enough, let alone having <laughs> Why to would I my work mouth. out my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what led us down the how do we deliver in a way that, pe- you know, really people don't even need to, to have the motivation or the you know, maybe not motivation is the right word, but they don't have to realize, you know, it doesn't take extra time or, or energy out of their day to, to do it. So we tied it to biologically driven action. You know, everyone needs to drink water. And then from there, you know, it was probably about, you know, it wasn't until about 2019, I think it was 2019 when, and I was traveling at the time too. So when I got back from traveling, that's when I, I went full time into it because I thought we had something. And so then from there, I was figuring out, okay, we know we can create a therapy, but we need a way to deliver it. And that probably took us about, I don't know, maybe four months to kind of five months to kind of figure out this path to the the water bottle, you know, using a drinking vessel. And then from there, the prototyping was probably, I don't know, maybe like the initial ones was maybe the very initial ones was a few months and then maybe like half a year until we did our first like study with it. So with people. And then from there, probably another half a year until we 
started selling a product on the market because we got really good results from our initial study. So yeah, it was probably, uh, I don't know, from the initial idea to launching it, like just a little over a year, you know, probably from the. Which is pretty fast, all things considered. Yeah, it's definitely. (laughs) You all can see the look on his face. He has that shell shocked, like, yeah, it was fast. Look (laughs) on his face. And so uh, I want to know. So we're going to change gears just a little bit. But also, like, what a really interesting thing to trigger this whole concept. Like, you never know where inspiration is going to come from, which I think is is kind of a really cool message. And. You know, as we talked about earlier, this has been a learning and growing experience for you as you have traveled, researched, developed a product. So I'm curious what you feel like you've learned about yourself in the excitement of self-discovery that is entrepreneurship. Ah, man, that's I'll have to think about this because I've done a lot of self-reflection, like definitely during my master's program. That was like part of it, too. I think some of that self-reflection is what set me down this path. So for me. You know, I realized I wanted to make my own unique impact on the world. And so, you know, how do I go about that? So after my master's program, I was like, okay, well, one, first off, I don't understand, you know, what are the health problems of the world? Then two, you know, what, how does the world work? And then three, I guess I also kind of want to travel. So I think for me, like a lot of learning happened, like self-reflection discovery happened then to then go on this path. Because it was kind of like, okay, what do I want to do? And for my, I guess my jumping off point, like some people, you know, they want to like leave their jobs to, you know, do entrepreneurship or other things. For me, it was leaving my job to then go on that trip, you know, and Medtronic was a very good company and I really liked it. And, and I had a Volkswagen Passat TDI. So I had a part of the diesel emission scandal. I was able to sell it back for more than what I paid for it. So I had a bunch of, you know, a chunk of money that I could either put towards putting a down deposit on a house or I could do this trip and, once I kind of I had the options and I thought about it, I was like, okay, well, kind of what society expects of me is kind of to to buy a house and, you know, work at, you know, keep working at Medtronic. And kind of what I want to do, though, is, you know, travel the world and, and learn about the, you know, the health problems and just learn about the world. So it's definitely that was my jumping off. It was like really scary. It's like the biggest decision of my life. But then looking back on it, it was like, oh, yeah, this is just a normal, normal thing to do, you know, <laughs> but but yeah, beyond that, like definitely it's been learning about myself, like strengths, like how to manage people, how to build a company. I, I call it an RW MBA, a real world MBA. And what I love about you for you, your discovery led to the outcome, which is so, so, so cool. And you I like now I want to have yet another podcast episode to talk about the fact that you did not take the traditional path. You didn't do what society told you to do. And you went out and did what your gut and 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 you felt was right for you. And even though that was scary, it involved risk. It's non-traditional. People look at you like you're crazy. It ended up putting you right where you're supposed to be. Yeah, we could definitely do a whole thing just on that. (laughs) Congratulations. Um, So uh, tell everybody, now that we've kept you all in suspense, how do we get the gym for our mouth that is Remplenish? Where do we where do we buy it? Shameless plug. Yep. Remmasteredsleep.com. So, yeah, we sell it direct on our website. We do have healthcare professionals that recommend it. So. But I don't know like where people are at, so I can't tell you know who might have it. But yeah, just order it online. That's probably the easiest. Get it on the website. 
That's cool. Like you could have like dentists and stuff recommending that recommending that too. Yep, they do. <laughs> cool. In general, like as a as a big picture, why should we all care about something like this? So obviously this is Remplenish is a product to, that will help us build better health through kind of like almost chain reaction kind of thing, mm-hmm. ultimately helping breathing that improves sleep. So in all of your studies and your your research, why should we all care about sleep? <laughs> because it's like statistically proven no one gets enough of it. It impacts performance at work and business and everything. So why is this something that we should actually put some focus and intention into? Yeah, well, breathing and sleep are fundamental to just life and, and well-being and, and health and happiness. So for for people that there's kind of a couple different angles, like one is, you know, if you're snoring and interrupting your your partner's sleep, that can be quite frustrating. I think the number three leading cause of divorce in 2020 was attributed to snoring. There's probably other things going on, but, you know, kind of having that. But snoring was the straw that broke the camel's back. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it builds up the resentment. You know, you're like, oh, why are you sleeping so soundly and keeping me up? You know, like, I don't a know. A replenish is way cheaper than a divorce attorney, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then then we've also had people in our studies, you know, they feel that they have more energy during the day. You know, they're not waking up to go to the bathroom as much in the middle of the night. Um, you know, stuff like that, like not as tired. And so, you know, that, that stuff is, you know, definitely life-changing, like having, being able to experience life in a more full way versus being tired and, you know, not having full energy. It's like, you know, what do you, what kind of life do you want to live? So kind of improving your, your airway health and your breathing and your sleep is just, yeah, fundamental things. And it's, it's a very easy thing to, to change, you know, just like you said, change what you drink water out of, you know, just drink one to two bottles a day. This is just a a cool conversation. There's so many aspects of things that you've experienced that I think are applicable to everybody out there. So uh, I really love practical, actionable advice. And we've had a lot of it here, but uh, let's give everybody else some some more resources that come from kind of your toolbox. So first question is, what advice do you have for people out there who might be where you're at, you know, several years ago when you're like, "Mm, I think I need to quit my job, go back to school and travel. Maybe not that extreme. Or they have a product idea. They have a product idea and they don't know how to look at feasibility. Like hmm. something's going on. They know they want to change. So what advice do you have for them? What do they do? Yeah. So I'll, I would say first, make sure you start with a problem. So I think sometimes, you know, and I come from engineering, we like to, we come up with solutions and maybe it gets a little too technical. Like really, I think there's a quote, I don't know if it's actually Einstein or not, but you know, if you had an hour to solve a problem, spend 55 minutes understanding the problem and then five minutes doing the solution, you know, so understanding that problem space, and it'll get you a lot farther than if you start with a solution and go the other way. I think that's an excellent piece of advice. And, and it, it, it trickles into all areas of your of your business is like from a sales perspective, you have to know what problem you're solving from a product perspective, you have to know to solve you have to solve a problem versus having a solution and trying to find a problem that it solves. Mm-hmm. That probably means there isn't a market for your product. Yep, exactly. So yeah, starting there, it's good. Or I even think this could go one step higher that if you feel like you want to go into some sort of entrepreneurial endeavor product or not, I tend to tell, I tend to, to tell people and I give them the prompt to say, 
how do you want to help people or who do you want to help? Because then you either know what problem you're trying to solve or whose problem you're trying to solve. And it's a good like first stage to then drill down deeper into what the specific problem is and therefore the solution that meets it. Yep. No, I love it. There's your homework, everybody. (laughs) The next one is easier, I hope. And that is a book recommendation. So have you come across a great read that's helped you in this journey? Yeah. So I, I read a lot of different like books. I'd say probably it depends where people are at in their, their startup journey or, you know, if they've taken the leap in and if they're building a company or if they're thinking about it, I'd say if you're starting to build the company traction by Gina Wickman is really good. It's, it's really actionable. So I've read a lot of different books that have these different pieces, but maybe they're not as actionable where this is more actionable. So I, I really like that book and we've used it a lot like the rocks and having a vision and really putting the right people in the right seat. Yep. Like they, yeah, definitely. We, we love it. And having issues for your, your, you know, meetings to make it a little more interesting. So yeah, we really love that one. I, I just started reading e-myth too. just like that one. That might be a good one for someone. If you're a little earlier, like what does it look like for, you know, where you're at, yeah. you know, technician versus manager versus entrepreneur. Yeah. And being conscious that at some like at the early stage, you are all those things and just being aware of that. Um, Yeah, those are two great recommendations there. I'd say another one like that's really valuable is uh, never split the difference. If you ever like doing negotiating stuff, like I think that's a really powerful one or how to win friends and influence people. It doesn't sound good. But it's like it's a it does, doesn't it? It sounds so like egotistical, but it has it's a very, very good book. Splitting the difference is a new recommendation that we haven't gotten on this podcast before. So that's an excellent one. It's it's definitely there's a lot of powerful stuff in that like that one. It's worth definitely reading, whether you're negotiating for a salary increase or just negotiating for anything, you know, how to do it in a good way and. Do you have a podcast recommendation that you faithfully listen to other than, of course, No More Mondays? <laughs> yeah. So how I built this is probably the one. It's always interesting to see that. And I've, and I've read that book before, too. Like, that's a pretty good one. It does a good job of kind of summarizing different pieces of kind of some of the podcasts and kind of the themes of building a company. So I think that's like a really good book, too. Uh, how I Built This by Guy Raz. And the podcast is awesome. It's usually plays on NPR, like on Sundays, I think, too. It is. And it's just really if you if you are like an inventor, creator, the engineer mind loves that kind of thing. But it's also really cool to just see how things are created just in general, because they talk about things that we we all tend to be fairly familiar with. Like I, I listened to it a few months ago and it was about Innovate, the shoe company. And I was sitting there listening to it and I'm like, oh, I have a pair of these and I didn't even know how cool their story was. Yeah, it's it's awesome just hearing like other entrepreneurs and, you know, kind of the story that they went through and the lessons that they learned. Like, yeah, you can definitely get a lot, you know, from hearing from, you know, other entrepreneurs that have gone through it and have been successful. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is a show about Mondays. So what is the first word that comes to mind when I say Monday? So I've got, I've got two. I was trying to like pick which one. And so I'll just say them both though. I'd say alignment and then I guess excitement too. I'd say, but not, I don't know. It sounds kind of like nerdy to say excited. You know, I think for us, you know, we're, we're helping people live better lives. So it's, 
I don't know. Like I, I'm very passionate about what we're doing. So I guess maybe the nerdy saying excitement is kind of. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being an excited nerd. Let's just be real. You're talking to an engineer who went to Carnegie Mellon. I like, come on. There is just sometimes you, it is okay. It's okay to love what you do. Everybody out there should. And if you're out there with a product like this, that the passion for it is going to take it far. That's awesome. And all of it came because you were like, hey, I'm going to give this car back to Volkswagen and spend this money doing something way better than buying a house because I can always do that. Yep. Well, you, you always want to buy cars that appreciate in value over time. So <laughs> <laughs> I know. who knew that's a happy accident. Uh, and so we're going to sadly start wrapping up, but I feel like there's about 87 more questions I could theoretically start asking. But. Uh, I want to know how everybody out there can tune into you. So remind them of website where they can buy the product and just kind of follow along in everything you're doing with Remastered. Yeah. So definitely like subscribe on remasteredsleep.com. So R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R-E-D sleep.com. We also have like an Instagram handle and we've got like Facebook and LinkedIn. So follow us like definitely Instagram's probably our more active one but yeah follow us on all of them and you know lot, we were doing lots of cool stuff and and definitely yeah and then if you subscribe we have a newsletter so you'll kind of get updates on things that we're working on maybe new product launches or whether we have a sale coming up or or even just what the team's doing and yeah so or or even airway health tips you know like we also like to educate oh, cool. people how they can improve their their lives and their their sleep and awesome. so yeah lots of great stuff and I have a feeling many more exciting things are coming from Anders Ullman. So I recommend all of you tune into Remastered Sleep and everything he's up to. We'll have all of this stuff linked in the show notes as well. And um, that way you can all go to nomoremondays.info, grab links. Uh, he and I are connected on LinkedIn. And so uh, you can follow along in that journey. And as we bring it all home, let's give one more piece of advice. So what is your like number one nugget? best piece of advice on what listeners out there can do to get one step closer to career satisfaction? Yeah, I'd say, okay. So this one kind of comes from when I was traveling. And so I met this, this doctor from the Philippines and he, he studied at the university of Minnesota and then, you know, did a lot of great like work in the orthopedic space and then kind of came back and did his own, you know, started a company and I'll kind of go into the details a little more in a second, but basically he told me like, Anders, you have to focus, you know, like you, you have to focus on one thing. Cause at that time I was studying all these different things and kind of like all over the place and learning. But he's like, that was the biggest piece of advice is just focusing at one thing at a time. And from there, and, and so, but as he's telling me this, so he's an orthopedic surgeon, he's 88 years old. He just was about to launch a book and he just opened a new hospital and he's also running, like, you know, kind of not running, but also like overseeing. So you're like, oh, this is one of those do as I say, not as I do teaching <laughs> moments, right? But, but, but for him, he did, you know, started one place and then built on, did the next thing, you know, built on, you know, he kind of, it's it was a piece at a time. Like even at the time I was like, well, you're doing all this stuff. But yeah, definitely having that focus and learning and then setting it up, then doing the next thing. Focus is an excellent piece of advice. And I'm actually going to pair it with something you said earlier, with this, which is just start and not hold out for that perfection and analysis paralysis, but just to start. And if you can create that focus, I say this even with job searching, lack of clarity in a job search is worse than a bad resume. 
And it can be really hard, both as a professional or even as an entrepreneur, because we are idea generators and 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 focusing on one is like, you know, killing off your children in your head because you, you just have all these ideas and you want to fall through, follow through with them. But you can trust that you will get to experience all of it. But you have to start and start around one focus and then you can build from there. So it's an excellent piece of advice. Yeah. And it all came from a didgeridoo. No, not really. <laughs> but still, that's just a fun word to say. Right. I love it. We, we, we have two didgeridoos. We learned how to play them. You know, like my brother is better than I am. I'm glad I didn't know that before you came on the show or I would have had you bring it for show and tell and made you play it. So there you go. We'll cut we'll cut in a clip of Anders playing a didgeridoo at the end. Everybody, don't worry. This has been this has been a fun episode, a different conversation. I love the very unique space you're working in, and I'm so appreciative that you were willing to share our story. You have a a really great journey that a lot of people I think can both learn from and and be inspired by. You know, whether they want to get into product or craft a you know more meaningful career journey or whatever it is. So thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, we're excited to follow along and see what Remastered Sleep does, because this is this is not the last of you. That's for sure. I think I think it's just the beginning. So, Anders, thank you so much for joining us here at No More Mondays and joining the No More Mondays movement. We love hearing from people who have navigated career crossroads. They took that leap of faith and charted a path to success and fulfillment doing this kind of meaningful work. And there's some really great advice and just learning experiences here, everybody. So I hope you uh, you got inspired and took some notes. And if you are out there listening, we would love for you to subscribe to No More Mondays wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating because who else talks about didgeridoos on a podcast episode? And those reviews and ratings help us continue to inspire confident professionals everywhere with amazing stories like Anders. And if you want to leave us comments, feedback, guest suggestions, or grab the show notes from today's episodes, including that link to grab your own Remplenish, visit us online at nomoremondays.info. And I'll see you next week for another episode of No More Mondays. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your professional life and find career satisfaction. Don't forget, visit us online at nomoremondays.info for all the details, show notes, and recommendations from this episode. No More Mondays, we drop new episodes every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. 